0: I'm speaking about just the process whereby the Holy Spirit changes us, and it is a process from birth to when we go home to glory, and He changes us into the image of Jesus Christ. We become more and more like our Savior, and if there is one defining characteristic of God, holiness is His image essence. It's almost hard to define holiness. In fact, it's almost impossible to define holiness apart from God himself, because he is separate from us. He is set apart. He is the thrice holy one. And sanctification is the word holy.
1: Welcome to Abide in the Word with Pastor Scott Gilchrist. Today, we continue in our study called The Truth Shall Set You Free. Pastor Scott brings a six-part message titled, The Truth About Sanctification. We invite you to follow along with us now as we get started.
0: You can take your Bible and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians 3. The truth shall set you free, Jesus said. If you'll abide in my word, you'll know the truth, and the truth liberates. It sets free. And so we've been looking and kind of tracing that principle throughout the scripture. And uh, today we want to talk about the truth about sanctification. It's a term, a lot of these terms that I've brought up, I have intentionally used the term the Bible uses, or sometimes even that theologians use, to just help us see that tr- understanding the truth about these things is liberating and it does set free. So, before I read our text, which I need to turn to here as I'm uh, talking, before I read our text, we're going to read from verse 16 on down through chapter 4, verse 6, Uh, and I'm not going to expound that text, really, uh, but I did want it as a backdrop to to have in our minds, and before I read it, I wanted to uh, remind us that when Jesus said... Abide in my word, and you'll know truth, and truth will set you free. In that context, John chapter 8, he said, I am the light of the world. And then in chapter 9 of John, as Jesus was so often doing, he not only made these amazing statements, I am the light of the world. But in chapter 9, he proved it. He opened a man's eyes, blind from birth. The one who said, let there be light, opened this man's eyes. And it's a picture, of course. uh, All the the blind people who came to see are a picture of our salvation. And before I read uh, the text, I just want to point out a couple of things. When you come to Christ, there's freedom. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. There's freedom. Look at verse 17. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If the Son shall set you free, you'll be free indeed. The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit is, where the Lord is, there is liberty. Salvation is of God. Look at chapter 4, verse 6. God who said, light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who's shown in our hearts. He's the one who opened the eyes. He's the one who's shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Satan deals in blindness, verse 3, the God of this world, even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. We live in a blind society. We're coming out of blindness. Every one of us in this room either is blind or was blind. (laughs) And if you're here without Christ, we're glad you're here, and we would say, We know what it's like. Each of us had to come to know Him, and He lifts the veil. The scales fall off our eyes. I mean, the Bible has many pictures of it. But when you come to the Lord, uh, the scales are dropped. Now, this matter of sanctification is really a matter of salvation. But it's so important because we are in a battle and uh, I, one of the early funerals that I did uh, as a young man was actually my predecessor here, a man who had pastored here for 10 years, and I had, you know, he was a full generation ahead of me in, in age, and and when he went home to be with the Lord, I, I still remember, uh, back those were, more often back in those days, the open casket was... The way it was. And I remember they had placed in his hands his Bible. And as we looked there, you know, I had never known that it said right on his Bible in gold, The battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. And I've remembered that because the battle is the Lord's. But we're in a battle, we need to remember that uh, salvation is of God. God is the Savior. And this whole um, deliverance, that's what salvation means. We were blind, but when a man turns to the Lord, verse 16, the veil is taken away and there is then freedom, verse 17. And then I think perhaps the best description in the whole Bible of uh, this process of sanctification. Uh, Let's read the whole text together, and then we'll come back and just uh, draw some points from it. Whenever a man turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. I'm starting at chapter 3, verse 16, and we're going to read down through chapter 4. Whenever a man turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we've received mercy, we do not lose heart." But we've renounced the things hidden because of shame, not walking in craftiness or adulterating the word of God, but by the manifestation of truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we don't preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants." For Jesus' sake, for God who said, "Light shall shine out of darkness," is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. I uh, Tuesday morning I got a phone call from Justin, and uh, I want to say it was uh, I had seen and. I have now seen the whole message. I heard his message, a very good message, as he launched into Philippians last week. But as he explained it to me, I forgot what he was calling about. I I forget right now what he was calling about. But but, uh, I thought, wow, Uh, as he opened up the book of Philippians and verse 6, and Jesus the finisher and the one who is at work in us, God is the one who's at work in us, and we work out our salvation and His message on sanctification. I wanted to just say, wow, we didn't compare notes, no collusion, you know. <laughs> we... But I thought, wow, that's a it's a great entree for what I had already planned to uh, come back here today and talk about the truth about sanctification. And Justin gave a good uh, definition of sanctification, a process of daily transformation through God's grace to reflect Jesus Christ. Uh, Let me just say, we need to define it in our mind. Sanctification, it's not a word you hear every day. And basically, I'm speaking about just the process whereby the Holy Spirit changes us. And it is a process from birth to when we go home to glory. And He changes us into the image of Jesus Christ. We become more and more like our Savior. And if there is one defining characteristic of God, when Isaiah saw Him, the angels were not saying... Love, love, love. What were they saying? Holy, holy, holy. Now, don't misunderstand me. God is love. Praise God, He's love. But holiness is His essence. He is apart from... It's almost hard to define holiness. In fact, it's almost impossible to define holiness apart from... God himself, because he is separate from us. He is set apart. He is the thrice-holy one. And sanctification is the word holy. Uh, you look up the roots and it's it's holy or holiness, and uh, sanctification or sanctify, uh, you'll find 15 times, seven times sanctification uh, and eight times sanctify, the verbal form, and then the the root of it all, 235 times, holy. The Holy Spirit, the Holy One. And I'm just speaking about the New Testament when I give those vocabulary statistics. But uh, sanctification is that process whereby the Holy Spirit changes you and me from the corrupt, perverse, debased, depraved sinners that we were into the very image of Christ. We're going to be like him one day. Now, sanctification is necessary. Pursue sanctification, Hebrews says without which no one will see the Lord. you can't come into God's presence with a bunch of defilement. read the last couple of pages of the Bible, read the whole Bible but there'll be no dogs or immoral persons or you know in his presence. nothing unclean will come into the holy city. It's necessary. it's inevitable. I loved turn to first Thessalonians 5 and just look at it. I loved that uh, Justin, underlined this verse as he was speaking of Jesus, the one who does this work, who finishes what he starts in our life. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, "'Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ.'" When Jesus Christ comes back, we will stand before him blameless with great joy. Jude adds, can't you just, don't you want to add that? When you think of our guilt and our defilement and our shame and our failures and our stumblings, to stand before the Holy One blameless with great joy. He's going to do it. He's going to sanctify us. Uh, completely because that's the third thing I would underline. It is God's work. It's not only necessary, it's inevitable. God doesn't justify people and not sanctify them. Those whom He foreknew, He also predestined, and whom He predestined, these He also called, and whom He called, these He also justified, and whom He justified, these He also glorified. Sometimes called that golden chain uh, of unbreakable links From eternity past, Romans 8, I'm quoting, I think it's verse 30, to eternity future. Now, uh, Satan (laughs) will lie about that. Our culture lies about that. You know, as we've looked at these matters of truth, as we've looked at the issue of truth, the way things really are, in a culture that denies there even can be truth, Well, you can be sure that the God of this age, Paul calls him here in Corinthians, the God of this world, Jesus called him that, the ruler of this world, this perverse, crafty, diabolical one, he's always lying about these things. So if sanctification is necessary, he'll say, no, it's not. (laughs) And we've got a church, an evangelical church all throughout America, where many people think that you can just be a Christian and still live in darkness and sin. You don't have to be sanctified. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. It'd be nice. You'd feel better about yourself, and it'd be better probably to glorify God and all that stuff. But you can, as long as you realize Jesus died for you, you're fine. Satan twists truth, and he says that it isn't necessary. Whereas the Scripture says, without holiness... Nobody's going to see the Lord. Uh, it's inevitable because it's God's work. This matter of sanctification, the Satan, the the liar, I should say, the father of lies, will say. If he's not saying on one hand, you don't you don't have to worry about it. On the other hand, he'll say you're a hopeless case. <laughs> Look at that failure. Look at that. You are the exception to the rule. And he'll try to convince you that you're a helpless case. Uh, And when I say that it's God's work, he doesn't want you to remember that. He wants you to think it's your work and you've got to grind it out. And he's always wanting to get you and I to focus on self rather than on Christ. Christ. Now... uh, If, if sanctification is, check me on this, if it's necessary and inevitable and God's work, why, you might be asking, why is it that some Christians show so much more sanctification, so much more holiness of life than others? Uh, Why is there so much more fruit in some lives? I mean, Jesus talked about 30, 60, 100-fold, and we ask that question rightfully because let me just say, in this matter of sanctification you and I can and must cooperate, okay? It's God's work, but He works in and through us. And as the guys open up Philippians, and I think you glanced at it last week, it's God who's at work in you, verse 13 of chapter 2, but we must work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We we work it out as He has worked it in. There's a cooperation, if you will. Uh, Now, having said that, what I want to do is just open up, look at verse 18 of chapter 3. I said perhaps the best uh, description of this matter. And uh, can I just say, I don't want to confuse because I think sometimes we use way too many theological terms, uh, but the Bible does use them, but... Jesus also and the apostles taught in such a way that you could really get hold of things. And so we're going to see it clearly here. But let me say this, salvation is a general term. It means deliverance. And when you hear uh, mainly theologians, although it's biblical terms, speak of justification, sanctification, and glorification. They're speaking properly, it's very helpful, of the past, present, and future aspect of salvation, justified in the past by the blood of Christ. I've been delivered, it's a done deal, from the penalty of sin. Sanctification, I'm being delivered... From the power of sin and glorification, someday, you and I, Christian, are going to be delivered from the very presence of sin. It won't even be around to harass us. Now, having said that, sometimes I bring it up because those are helpful terms, justification. You'll never speak of future tense about justification. Someday you'll be justified. He'll never speak of present tense. I'm being justified. No, you're not. (laughs) You're not justifying yourself. God did it. It's past. And you'll never speak of glorification in the present tense or the past tense. It's always future. Okay? So those past, present, and future are helpful. But sanctification, holiness, is used in all three. Because it's so central. God doesn't save us in a vacuum. For by the offering of one body, He sanctified us once for all, Hebrews 10. It's past. He sanctified us. He made us holy, if you will. He is now sanctifying us, and He prays that way, sanctify them in the truth. And one day, we will be holy. other. That's really what... And I say W-H-O-L-L-Y, you know, when I say holy other, set apart completely. The process of sanctification will be completed, and he'll do it. That's why it was so proper that uh, Justin spoke of Jesus, the finisher. He's going to finish the process. Now, let's look at the process because that's the part that we can cooperate in. Verse 18, where you and I can cooperate with the Holy Spirit... And become more and more conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, more and more like Jesus. Christ, we're His body. We're to be acting in love. We're to be acting in generosity. We're to be acting in compassion because we are His body. And individually, we're to be more and more like Him. Let's read the verse. We all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. Now, uh, I want to just walk through it very briefly, but I would just kind of, if, if I were you, I'd think zero in on this verse and take it home with you and read it in the context we've shown it in. When you turn to the Lord, the veil is lifted. You see who He really is. So we all, with unveiled face... Notice... We... All. I'm underlining what Justin underlined last week. This isn't optional. Every believer who has turned to the Lord, we all, with unveiled face, we've seen who He is.
1: You've been listening to Abide in the Word with Pastor Scott Gilchrist. Please stay with us. Pastor Scott will return in just a moment with a preview of our next broadcast. Today's program was titled, The Truth About Sanctification, a message from our study in the Great Truths of the Bible. If you missed a portion of the message heard on the program today or you'd like to share it with a friend, head on over to abideintheword.us. A free copy of today's entire message is available there for you to stream or download at your convenience. If you don't have a church home in the area, we'd like to invite you to join us for our outdoor summer services. Coming this August 6th, join us for our First Responders Night. We invite police, fire, rescue, and other first responders to fill the field with equipment and displays in order for us to honor our local first responders. The event begins at 4.30 p.m., followed by our outdoor evening service at 6. For more information about our First Responders Night, go over to our website at swbible.org, or you can call the church at 503-524-7000. We hope to see you there. Abide in the Word only remains on the air through the generous contributions of listeners like you. We'd like to ask you to prayerfully consider partnering with us on a regular basis to help us meet our daily expenses. To make a contribution, just go online to abideintheword.us or mail us at Abide in the P.O. Box 19191, Portland, Oregon, 97280. Now, before we end our time today, let's go to Pastor Scott for a preview of our next broadcast.
0: You don't go to the Bible, ultimately, to see yourself. The Bible's the best mirror in the the world. You see who you are. But ultimately, in this process of sanctification, when you turn to the Lord, now the Christian life is... As the Puritan said, the way in is the way on. You turn to Christ and you keep your eyes fixed on Him. You behold as in a mirror. Do you think of anywhere else where we see the word mirror in the Scripture? When you turn to your Bible, James says, don't be a forgetful hearer but an effective doer. Don't be like the guy that looks in the mirror in the morning and then just moves on. <laughs> when you look in the mirror, you're looking in the Bible, the Word of God, and... It's always to transform us. It's to change us.
1: Join us again next time as we continue our Truth Shall Set You Free series. Pastor Scott brings part two of the message titled The Truth About Sanctification. Until then, may the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you.